Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We have Raph and the Meatballs here featuring Joey Spano, Murphy Monreal, Coach Raph, of course, and our guest today is Coach McKinney. Welcome aboard. So this will be episode one of this long Raph and Meatballs podcast where we will be starting about 15, 20 minute podcast every, uh, every weekday. Right, right. And I'm just excited. So do you want to kick things off? Do you have a first? I got a little question. You're good. You could, uh, so Damian Lillard trade 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes ago. What do you think? It's, I like it. I like it. I, I would prefer not to give up Drew. Yeah, obviously. You know, but I think that'll bring a lot of excitement to the city this year. Yeah. Um, he looks. He looks good in that Bucks jersey. On paper, it looks good. Yep. We'll see what they can. Lost, they lost a little defense, but. Yeah. How they can fill that hole. On I think it's the scariest duo, Giannis and and uh, Dame coming in. So. It's pretty tough. Well, you know Lillard's backstory. He requested the trade back in early June after the Blazers failed to make the postseason for a consecutive consecutive year. Uh, they thought the number three draft pick Scoot uh, would help him rather than get the veteran help, but. According to the Athletic. According to Athletic.com. So. I wish I could help out a little bit more in the NBA. I'm an NHL fan, so right. I can't contribute too much on right. this. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, you graduated 2008, was it? Uh, 2009. 2009. 2009. <laughs> so, around that 2008 team, the football the fo- team, right before, the year before they won it. So, you kind of know the guys that – Went on and win a state championship, and obviously we're on that road too. So, you got any any advice or any you know insight for what those guys did and what we can do as well? Uh, I think the biggest thing going from the 2008 season, my senior year, kind of, and then following up to that undefeated mm-hmm. season they had, uh, probably was resilience. We lost. We, I think we lost three games that year. Yeah. Um, got blown out by Wisconsin Luther at the beginning of the year, so that kind of mm-hmm. set a course for, you know, that year. But, you know, just kind of sticking through it, there were a ton of injuries that year. Yeah. Um, myself, the quarterbacks, there's a bunch of people that were in and out of lineups, you know, and that kind of just called for, you know, that next man up kind of mentality where it's yeah. like, you know, we might not, we, we're not sure who's going to start, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, Special teams, offense, defense, um, but you know, just coming to coming to play, you know. And I know that that homecoming game wasn't ideal for you guys. No, but, no, not at all. You know, that's something you can take into this into the rest of the season, heading into playoffs, where it's like we're gonna make sure one, we're not gonna let that happen again. Yeah. But you know, kind of how your you guys attitudes through quarters, where it's like if you happen to be down at at halftime, mm-hmm. you know. How are you going to react to it? Yeah. Just being resilient. Yeah, I mean, coming off four straight shutouts, I think we were a little unprepared when they got those first couple. And Mm -hmm. I think just learning how to better prepare and change situations like that, I think, should be be good for the team. I agree. I agree. I remember rallying around the uh, team in 2008 after we lost our quarterback, Kevin Fink. He was a junior. I think we lost him at the West Dallas Hale game, uh, broke his Mm. shoulder. Or separated his shoulder, and then we had to have a um, sophomore quarterback come into play in the big playoff game against Homestead. We couldn't get much, um, couldn't get much going offensively. Our defense was really good that year, 
Um, our quarterback did what he could. He's now an uh, orthopedic surgeon, so his career is uh, well on its way in the real world. So I don't think he thinks too much about the uh, the football loss. He also played uh, basketball for, I think, three years at George Washington University before becoming a medical student and then going on to be a doctor. Wow. So he had a, he's having a productive life after football, which is also important that uh, you guys have to remember that this is fun and games and uh, there's a whole life to live after this, but treat it seriously. Yeah, of course. So I've been told that you've broke some records on track. So you want to tell, tell us a little about that? You no, know, I'm all excited Here, about the track star. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got up and coming track star to, to my left. So. Of course. Yeah. So I have a couple of records. I've broken a couple of records. Um, my junior year. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time that kind of happened. I broke the school's long jump record. Mm -hmm. It's like 22-7, I believe. Right. Okay. Um, then that following year, I kind of had my own breakout year. Um, ended up breaking the 100-meter record, uh, which is, I think it's at 10 8, 9. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, broke my own long jump record with, at 22-9, which I think was broken a couple of years ago. Um, at the time, the four by one conference record we broke, uh, me and a few other guys, and the long jump and triple jump relay that they have during uh, the relay, conference relays, mm -hmm. we broke both of those records. Wow. You do know your, your long jump did get past a couple of yeah. years, year or two ago, Max McQuide. Yeah, and I was able, I, I worked. Briefly with Max, his the 2019, so that may may have been his sophomore or freshman year. Yeah, so yeah, so 2019 I think was his his sophomore year. Yeah, so right. I, was, I got the chance to work with him a little bit there, and then kind of COVID hit, so that kind of mm -hmm. took out his whole junior year. But yeah, I think I saw that early on that he was he was on a really good pace. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to best that. And it took second at state, so it's like you can't really can't complain. Right, and he's killing it at Boston College now mm -hmm. with the four hundreds and the long jump as well. Because I, I believe when I was a freshman, he was a senior, so he kind of mentored me through mm -hmm. some of that stuff mm -hmm. on the four by four with us. I remember the best part was I was an alternate for state, and he was the anchor, but he was doing the long jump because it you know went a little longer. It was a downpour; it wasn't very fun. But I remember Coach Williams told me you know just be ready in yeah. case he doesn't do it. But I didn't hear that till the morning of. So last night I was eating ice cream. This morning I was yeah. like, because I didn't think I was going to run. It was about two, three, it was probably about 20, 30 minutes before the race. And she's like, all right, warm up with the guys. You know, there's a, there's a chance, you, you know, you're going to run. Yeah. So I staged with them and, you know, I was confident I was going to run. I was freaking out. And I just see this figure run across the football field in the downpouring rain. It looked like Jesus just got reincarnated <laughs> and he came in to, to save me. So I didn't have to run that year, so. I was a little excited about yeah, that, he but really, he had a really good year. I was I was able to see that kind of from afar, right? That year, but yeah, that was that was pretty special. And mm -hmm. you coached long jump last year, right? Yep, For I was able to coach um, uh, most of the jumps. Mm -hmm. Had a, some help. Uh, with one of the students' fathers uh, for high jump, but mm -hmm. I was able to coach long and triple, and a little bit of work uh, with the short distance guys. Um, but okay. there'll be a lot more of that this year. Yeah. Um, at least more working more hands on with the short distance guys and yeah. the team in general. Yeah. Makes sense. I think this year be pretty exciting. Yeah, Ostrand you got a lot of spending time with. Yeah. He was obviously he 
his first year running track and jumping and all that stuff. So it was pretty impressive that he did what he did. Yeah, that that still surprises uh, surprises me. It was like you know he you can see it you know just kind of when warming up indoor that mm-hmm. you know that he just had raw athletic ability. Right. But, you know, kind of once he kind of got more used to his body and more used to you know just running track in general, it's like he made strides that. Some that takes two to three years to make. Right. Yeah. He was able to do that in like three months. So. Right. Yeah. It's natural. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm excited for the 4 by 4 this year. We got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of young guys. So it's be exciting. Yeah, a ton of y- young talent, mm-hmm. almost in every discipline. Right. There's a lot of talent. Distance guys, sprinters, jumpers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm excited. We, yeah. should, we should do pretty good this year. Some guys in state. Coach Raft, you have something to? Yeah, it's just about we're just about out of time here in our first podcast, and um, we have a segment called uh, One Final Thought, and we have uh, some of our people all around the country who listen to this uh, new podcast, and they uh, write in emails and they ask questions, and they have a question for Coach McKinney, and his, the question is from um, Steve Smith, Steven Smith from Seattle, Washington, and the question is. Mr. McKinney, what is your favorite market high moment? Ooh, oh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. One. Thank you, Stephen. That's okay. All right. Oh, that's 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 pretty tough. Let me think here. This will be a few moments. I would say athletically. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was. I I maybe got into the game a play. Right. Yeah. Um, it was the level three game that we played against Arrowhead that went into double overtime. Right. I think just being that whole year, you know, those those guys, Ben Miller, uh, Mulcahy, that, that year was just really special. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game, I think that was probably my favorite game being in. I didn't play. Well, I got one. I'll break this down. I got one play. It was a kick return. Um, it was me and Ben Miller that were back there. And the ball was kicked to me, you know, watching it come in, watching it come in. Like the last second, I just see these arms, like, reach over me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he took your kick. Yeah. I mean, it's rightfully so. It's like, right. It's Ben Miller. Right. So, yeah. You know, but, yeah, that game, that game was probably my favorite experience. That was actually uh, 2007. That was – I know this sounds crazy. That was my favorite football game to ever coach in. Really? Even though we lost the game, it was double overtime, 44-41. Um, just a magnificent game. The crowd was crazy. The both teams were excellent, excellent football teams, and it went right down to the wire. Uh, we had a decent lead going into the fourth quarter. And Arrowhead battled back and battled back, and and we kicked, I believe, a 44 or 45-yard field goal to tie to tie the game mm-hmm. with uh, like three seconds left. And we went on and uh, finally uh, ran out of steam in overtime. But that was one of the best Marquette High games ever that I've been a part yeah. of. And um, I'm glad Coach McKinney was part of that also. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, almost, it was one of those games where you, you think of it like being a movie. Of course. You know, There's something special about being in those lights playoff games, of yeah. course, all that stuff. So, Of course, yeah. Arrowhead's always a great opponent. But, um, yeah, we thank you, Coach McKinney, for yeah, joining us on you, our very first podcast. It was definitely a pleasure. Um, so, Maiden voyage for the uh, for the podcast. So. Of course, of course, starting the journey. So thank you.